What is going on, everybody? It is Thursday, June 5th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and I'm here with Rob Newmeyer. Hello. Rob Newmeyer. Hey, what's up? And Rob Newmeyer. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's so good to be here with all of you. Oh, th- oh thanks. Uh, yeah, I seriously. D- took a little time out and uh, decided to come by. I was I was really wondering why it it's taken so long to get all of you to come onto the show at uh, the same time. I don't know. My my therapist says all my personalities they they need to come together at some point. So <sighs> sorry. Well, I happen to think that they're all you're all up upstanding citizens in my book. Why? Thank you. Indeed. This is the Talking Games podcast. We're uh, obviously a few members short this week, but that's okay. Uh, Rob and I are going to hold down the fort. Sometimes life happens and people get busy, mm-hmm. and you just got to soldier on. Our uh, our friend Justin, who did a very, very fine job hosting last week's podcast. Uh, great job, Justin. He's out in Disney with his family. Yeah. So la-di-da. <laughs> for Mr. Justin Townsend. I'm so jealous. Like I mean, I've been to Disney a couple of times, yeah. but those couple of times I've I've had so much fun that uh I I would love to go back, especially at at this age just to see yeah. it, you know, through the eyes of like my nephews or something like that. Have you been to both parks cuz I've been to Florida and California? Uh yeah, I have been to California once when I was like 13 14 okay uh went to the park then later that day went to universal studios and mm. uh and then saw chris rock in universal studios <laughs> i hey i i like chris rock uh-huh yeah stand up some of the funniest <laughs> um yeah i uh i was actually one of the very first people to ever ride the jurassic park ride in the the california park uh-huh and uh <laughs> they put us on and we're riding, and it still had a lot of bugs in it, so we're we're going along, and some of the dinosaurs weren't quite working. Oh, God. So they all looked like they were having seizures. <laughs> Not all of them, but <laughs> like a select few of them, like the one that, uh, I can't remember, it's not Dilophosaurus, but the one with the, the umbrella neck thing that flies out and spits the poison, uh-huh. it was like half opening, and he would just like keel over to the side and shake violently and then go back into place and do it over again. Were they the ones that killed Newman? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, I'm still- kill Newman? <laughs> I'm still waiting for the movie where they touch on, I think they actually did that for a video game, the Barbasol can- with all the little embryos and DNA yeah. stuff inside, they mm-hmm. they did a video game based on that, right? The Telltale one had right had something to do with that. Hmm. I always wanted them to do something like that. They're making another movie, Jurassic World. Yeah, I don't know. Anything after that first one just just doesn't sit well with me. I guess mm. the first one had all the magic. You didn't like the uh, the gymnastics in the second one. <laughs> it's not like I didn't like it. Uh I think, like I said, the first one just has all, all the memories associated. Right. So. Right. I agree. So anyway, uh, back to video games. This week we're going to be taking you down memory lane and going to some of our favorite arcades growing up and. Basically just reminiscing and talking and bringing up a whole bunch of titles that you may or may not remember. And if you don't, 
you better listen and learn. <laughs> recognize. Honestly, there's going to be like a tear rolling down my eye. Yeah, we're going to some of this stuff. We're going to get to that uh, real quick. We're going to we're going to try to go through, uh, tell you guys what we've been playing this week. I've been playing a lot of games um, this past week when I was absent from the show. I was visiting my girlfriend in Canada. How was the trip? It was wonderful. Uh-huh. It was wonderful. Um, we always have a good time. You know, it's it's long distance. I'm in New York. She's in uh, London, Ontario. So it's only about an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. on a plane. But you still have to go all the way to JFK, do the whole bit, whatever. It's it's most of the day to do that. But um, I go out there like every five weeks or so, spend about eight days with her. Uh, she works during the week as well, and so do I online. So, you know, we pretty much just have the evenings together. We watched a lot of Star Trek Really? I've never seen Oh, that's because they just put all that Star Trek stuff on. I guess. I got Netflix. I got all seven seasons of the next generation. Uh-huh. And um so we started watching it. I've never seen it. And um I mean I like it. It suffers from first season itis where everything is, you know, effects are garbage and everybody's still kind of rounding out their characters and such. See, I'm not a big Star Trek guy. Um just recently I've watched my second Star Trek anything, mm. let alone, you know, movie, TV show. Right. I watched the Star Trek Into Darkness. So that led me to jump onto Netflix to see if they had the, the other Star Trek that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Which they didn't. Um, and then I went to Next Generation for a season, mm-hmm. put the first episode on, and... I see like the worst grid laser effect. <laughs> yeah. And then some. Probably Q. That's what that was. Uh, well, no, they were like flying up to this big gridded laser. Okay. And then some some dude in like a pirate costume. That's that's Q. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then. So far, he's my favorite character in uh, like as far as villains or not, not even really a villain, but like antagonists. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I like Jordy. Uh, I even like Wesley Crusher. Like I, I know some people in the past have had problems with him. He's oftentimes the only person on the ship that knows what's up, and because he's a kid, he gets kind of treated badly and looked down upon, and they don't take him seriously. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you should probably listen to Mr. Wesley Crusher because he knows what's up. And I like Data a lot too. I think he's funny. Uh-huh. Um, the Klingon Warg so far War for whatever the hell his name is, uh, he sucks. So far, I'm. I hope that he grows into a much better character because so far he's supposed to be this like tremendous warrior, mm-hmm. and he's a total puss. <laughs> like he is. He's he gets knocked down and and whatever all the time. They land on some planet. And it's just like raw doof, and he's down. And uh, I just don't see it. Yeah, I'm sure eventually I'll I'll watch more. But mm. every I time every time they say Lieutenant Yar, I start talking like a pirate. Yar. Yeah. Yar. Yar to the bridge. <laughs> so well, anyway. That's good that you had a good time now. Yeah, it was a good time. I got to play a lot of games while I was there. I uh, I brought my PS4. Realized that when I do travel with my systems, I need to start wrapping them in something like a t-shirt. Because okay. they're getting scratched. My PS4, the top of it, that smooth part, uh-huh. it's kind of like getting like travel hieroglyphics Ooh. all over it. So they're not deep, but they're annoying because I like to keep my shit clean. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to jive with that yeah but um so i before i left for for canada i went to gamestop and uh i picked up kirby triple deluxe on the 3ds i know you were talking about it last week on the show yes um i am a virgin kirby player 
Okay. I've never played a Kirby game. Interesting. Ever. Much like Donkey Kong before I got uh, Tropical Brain Freeze, because that game <laughs> just frustrates the living shit out of me. Uh-huh. Um, Kirby is the most fun that I've had with my 3DS since I bought it. Oh, wow. Putting putting the stamp on it right now. Uh-huh. Because, um, yeah, it, it's... And it's a very good game to, to jump in on entry-wise mm-hmm. for Kirby because if if you want it to be easy, yeah. it could be easy. But if you start going after all those collectibles and stuff, yeah. then level design-wise, it, it'll be hard. Well, it's like what I told you earlier in the store. I went through worlds one, two, three, and 4 getting what I assume to be all the keychains, and I did get all of the sunstones. The sunstones, yeah. As soon as I got to, I think, like, f- level 5-2, and I, all, I had 20 lives, and then all of a sudden I looked down and I had 7. <laughs> and I was, like, it was like a time warp. I didn't know where the hell I'd lost them, but I did. I'm like, all right, so now I got to be a little bit more, you know, vigilant into, in what I'm doing with this stuff. And uh, it's... It does have a little bit of a difficulty curve towards the end, especially if you are searching for that stuff, like absorbing the powers and carrying them with you throughout the level to reach that point where you're actually going to need them. Uh-huh. Um, so that's cool. I, I love platformers. The game looks absolutely gorgeous. It is. On It looks like a Wii U game. I love just jumping like back and forth from the, the you know, yeah. into the background and, yeah. and back. It, it's just such a cool effect. Yeah, it's really cool that it, it plays on, you know, two different two different planes, uh, switching in and out. And uh, I love the, like, absorbing the characters. I always knew, I knew of Kirby. I knew what he did. I know the basic premise. It's just nobody, I never sought it out. Nobody ever put it in my hand. It was like, dude, you would really, you know, like this. And I so I wanted a platformer, never played Kirby. It looked gorgeous, picked it up. And it was, it's, it's a really, really great platform, but it's a really great adventure game Uh at the same time. And I love a lot of the enemies and some of the abilities that you get. Like, I love the spear ability. See, I was just about to say that that must be trippy your first time. Because for me, I could see an enemy and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. I know if I'm getting him, I'm getting the sword ability. Yeah. Uh, But for you, it must've been really cool. Like figuring out. Well, there's, there's a, a, decent amount of them that mm-hmm. I was still getting some new ones, you know, later on in the game. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Some of them, though, some of them I flat out don't really like. The, uh, what is it, the clown with the hula hoop. <laughs> and you eat him and you, like, tumble back and forth. Uh-huh. That shit's a death trap. Yeah, that there are some... Th- throwaway ones that you just don't even bother with. Um, I don't like the boulder or the rock ability. I don't like the idea of that if I if I'm jumping and I hit the button because something's coming after me that I'm just going to turn into like a statue and fall straight down. So mid mid flight trying to jump from platform to platform, no bueno. Uh-huh. No thanks. Hmm. So, but there are so there's so many amazing ones that uh and that hypernova Oh, is that's that's so fun. Just awesome. What was it that was uh trying to get me some kind of one something in one of the tubes like this giant worm or giant dragon thing or whatever and it tried to like lick me up into its mouth and i pulled the hypernova thing on it and got its tongue and started like pulling it inside out like its tonsils are coming out and he's just like agonized ah and 
Kirby, you know, eats him, but it goes on for a while because the thing is super long. Uh-huh. So you got this like, like Kirby just scarfing dragons and and worms and what have you. Um, lots and lots and lots of fun. Something that you can totally like. I don't have a problem in the middle of a level like collapsing my 3ds to go and do something and then coming back to it. It's totally a pick up and put down uh, kind of play. I would be there. There are a lot of Kirby titles available in general just over the years. I'd be very curious to know which are the good ones and which ones I should skip because I've heard varying things about many of them. Yeah. Do you know any uh, ones that were cool? Uh, well, original Kirby NES is mm. definitely worth just for you know nostalgia state uh, sakes, and then. Uh, What's the one on the Super Nintendo? I think it's just Kirby Superstar. Okay. Um, There's so many of them. Uh, there is. There, it's it's one really good one per generation. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of throwaway ones. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you just look at the list, look at the review, you'll see which ones are the good ones. Yeah. But definitely the first couple are are classics. Hmm. Yeah, and man. then you'll you'll start to see like the evolution of of the moves and yeah. and the enemies that that he gets his abilities from. I'm wondering if the like if you want 100% your file in Kirby, do you have to play through it again on the harder mode because I've gotten as far as I know pretty much everything in the game and I'm still at like 40 something percent <clears throat> completion. You have to go through the whole game again as DDD and seriously oh yeah and all the bosses are harder all of the uh, like the color palette switches um kind of different move set so yeah it's like playing a whole different game that's kind of cool that's actually that's not even kind of cool that's really cool and when you start a world you have to you know you can't just save and leave you have to finish the whole world oh so you can only save after worlds Harsh. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm interested in that. Yeah. No, it's fun. It, it, it adds a lot. And cool. then they have like the two, the couple of little mini games like the Kirby Fighters and yeah. uh, the DDD like rhythm type game. Oh, yeah. I tried that out. That I, I don't know if I was really digging on that. No, no. Like I'm, I'm usually pretty decent with rhythm games and I mean to, to tap when he hits the drum and, and, and when he hits the top is really not that difficult. Look, you don't even have to keep a rhythm on that though. You could just, I know. I just didn't bash. think it was a lot of fun. No, it just, it was kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to, you and I will have to hook up to try the, the battle mode the battle mode. Yeah. Yeah. And see what's up with that. It's a, a very light super smash brothers. I'd be down for checking that out. Uh, uh-huh. I think that'd be cool. Um, what else did I play? Uh, I got my girlfriend addicted to Pokemon Pearl. How did that come about? She loves the mobile game Puzzle and Dragons. Okay. You move around a series of magical glyphs. Uh-huh. And yeah, I know. It's Pokemon. They are, they're always releasing these like crazy. Like, they had the Evangelions, the Evas. They had um, Batman DC characters. So people, the Android thing, it's like puzzle quest but it's puzzle and dragons so uh she has this thing where she she has two friends her best friend jill and jill's husband pete pete and jill have known my girlfriend for years and years and years it's like 96 
And Bronwyn always watches people play video games, but she never really participates in like console titles. She'll play Mario Kart, but that's about all you'll you'll get from her. Okay. Um they claim that they've tried to teach her how to play video games and have failed. Like burning flames into the mountain failed several thousands of times. I said, you know what? I'm not them. I am going to I'm gonna teach her how to play a video game. And instead of just giving her something to play, I decided to take a like-minded game and try that. So I had an extra DS. I cleared 122 hours worth of work in Pokemon so that she could have a clear card. Oh, man. And I, I know. I know. It's love. <laughs> it's love. Nerd love. So, uh, so I did that, and I gave it to her. And I was there for eight days. Within those eight days, she had clocked in, I believe, something akin to like maybe 23, 26 hours in the time that I was there. That is crazy. She was playing it at work. Uh She was playing it in the morning when she was getting ready for work. She was playing it after on the couch. And the whole time, I I was so happy. I was so thrilled. See, I wonder what it is about that that, you know... That just got her so hooked. She loves to collect things uh-huh. in games. She loves the idea of, of collecting. She loves looking. Uh, she loves evolving things. One okay. of the things in Puzzle and Drag is, is you can merge, you know, monsters and, and get bigger monsters. So when I told her there were evolutions in Pokemon, that's exciting, you know, and moves <laughs> and stuff. And um, the one thing that I had to I had to instill in her and I was trying to, to get across to her is there. That's Pokemon is so huge that there's absolutely no shame whatsoever in looking stuff up online. It's almost a necessity. You have to at some point. So because she was asking me like all kinds of questions and some of the stuff I remembered and some of the stuff I just it's lost to me. I have no idea. Uh-huh. Um, like, where do I get the bicycle? I'm like, it's somebody's riding it and they give it to you. So you get your boat cutters and yeah. <laughs> So um super 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 proud of her for uh for sticking to it and I just I love the fact that she's enjoying it. Good. And uh yeah, uh, I'm I'm hoping that it leads to me uh getting her, you know, her own system or just letting her hold on to that other one and uh getting her some more games in the future. I think that would be really cool. That's funny. Um it just seems like like especially something with such heavy RPG elements yeah. that that to get a casual, not even a casual gamer, a, a newbie yeah. into something like that is is crazy. I think that it is untapped potential. Well, this is going to lead to her getting her own system, number one. Yeah. And then just going nuts with, with all the new Pokemon stuff. It's a long road. Yeah. It's long. And I told her, I said, you know. Well, now, now you have... St- gifts at least that you could purchase like you're getting you get, I, I was like i i gave you an addiction uh-huh. so she's gonna she's gonna love it so one of the things that happened when i was uh when i was visiting her is her her neighbor that just moved in next door she got new neighbors uh they have they have their television i don't think it's the permanent spot but their television was visible from their front door and you okay. have to walk past their front door to get to hers and so I took a peek inside because I'm only human and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And I saw that they were playing watchdogs. Oh, so I'm sorry. Like a like a fucking weirdo, I stood outside the, the their door for like two or three minutes, just like gazing in and watching the game. 
and that game did not look very good. Um, I know you talked a little bit about it last week, but I'm curious as to where you're at with it now. Uh, I've, I've put about five hours into it, and I know five hours into an open world, you know, like 40, 50 hour plus game is scratching the surface. Mm. But I've definitely done a little bit of everything. And I can't, I can't put, I can't put my time into it. No, um, I do not enjoy it. I do not enjoy it at all. Um, it's, and it's not even that you know it has bad controls. Although the cars, yeah, the the cars kind of suck driving around. It's just that it's it's not fun. I I do not enjoy it. <sighs> okay, so. When I was when I was peeking in, when I was doing my, my, my video game peeping, Tom, I saw that the way the dude was running, uh-huh. that it was almost like he needed one of those wide load <laughs> signs on the back <laughs> of his coat. Because uh-huh. when he was turning, it looked almost, um, I'm trying to think of what that game, well, it first of all, it, it looked like uh, Resident Evil style turning, like when you have to turn a corner, how it's like. Oh, and you kind of like like do a wide lean, yeah. and turn like the top portion of your body leans in. Like if you were if you were running and you're curving to the left, the top you know leans in, and the hips just kind of swing, swing wide into it. Yeah, now I hear you, know, you. And you kind of float to the side, you know, pumping your arms, mm-hmm. trench coat in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and like I've I've played tons of open world games. And, you know, I, I stick with it. I collect everything. I, you know, so for me to just toss something aside, say I can't just do it, mm. it usually doesn't happen. But I, I don't know. I had it, such doubts about that game. So that's why I, I, didn't. I, didn't, I didn't pick it up. I was, I was stoked for it. I was I know. So a lot stoked. of people were. I, that, I, that's, I, that's why they made their money. And it's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that, you know, not only was the game plagued by bad press within the last couple of months of its release, but it turned it didn't turn out to be the game that everybody had hoped. And the the game that everybody put their money in for was not what they got. Like to take steps backward after, you know, you release the game and it doesn't look like what was promised at the start um is disheartening in a way. Well, that that's what a good E3 clip will get you is uh, you know, a lot of people will talk about it, and mm-hmm. then until the product is actually in your hand, yeah, crazy. Uh, so what else? Uh, what else did you play? Uh, I'm gonna run through my games really quick. Uh-huh. Uh, just general impressions. Uh, I played some Killzone Shadowfall on the PS4. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did about a level and a half of it, and uh, it's. I it reminded me of why I didn't become obsessed with it from the start and and see it all the way through um it's fun and it's i was in the mood to shoot something like i just i'd been kirbying for three or four days at that point and i needed a break i'm like i just want to shoot dudes so Uh for for (laughs) well for that for that it's it's fine um it's a beautiful beautiful game uh i will certainly say that uh it's gorgeous Uh all the the cityscapes and 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 the the ricochet and just all that all that combat stuff my problem with Killzone and my this has always been my problem with Killzone and I knew this buying it and whatever but it still bothers me 
I feel like everything that I do is I'm like walking through mud uh-huh. every every time that I'm playing that game. The character who you are feels so bulky and just every time that like I, I hunker down to get behind something, I don't really feel like I'm kneeling behind something. I feel like I kind of just like turtle poking my head up out of the water uh-huh. and like they could still shoot the cap of my, you know, the crown of my head off because I'm not really behind the object. I'm kind of just, you know, chilling, hoping they don't see me. And um, so that bothers me a little bit. And I don't, I haven't play, paid fuck all attention to the plot at all. Like I turned on my system and I was starting chapter four and I'm like, I don't really remember what was going on, but I remember not giving a crap. Uh-huh. So let's well, the, the last time you played it was probably when you had first gotten the system, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. So a while ago. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I got that. I got that uh, game first thing. I grabbed that uh, two for three or whatever deal from old Target. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, to to wash the taste out of my mouth with watchdogs. Yeah. And because I really wanted to shoot dudes. <laughs> uh after hearing Bobby and Justin last week talk about Wolfenstein, I I had to go get it. Are you ready for this? Uh I've never played Wolfenstein. Well that that's fine. Okay. There's there's honestly Wait a minute. That's not true. My friend Danny McNabb had it. I played it with his brother. The first yeah, Wolfenstein the, the first like, one. original? Yeah, the first one. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I mean that w- that was a game that if you had a computer back then, yeah, you would show off, yeah. So <laughs> that I could see, um, and it, it sounds funny, but it's true. No, I remember. I remember having fun with it. I just, um, I always thought it was very confusing the the corridors maze like setup. This this game is so fun. How and does it look? I haven't seen anything for it. I haven't seen screenshots, trailers, nothing. It's beautiful. It's it's very nice looking. Does it look and, like Metro? Uh no, no, it's not that like nice. Looking. Like, what's the graphic style like? Uh, hmm. I would say, I'm just trying to think of a, you know, kind of like Far Cry ish. Oh, yeah, that's it's, cool. It's it's very nice. You know, mm. and it it's not just on next gen systems, so it's on 360. Was it PS3. download only, or is it in the no, stores? No, it's in stores. Hmm. Uh-huh. There was actually there there was no. It seemed like there was just no ads or you know. No, I didn't hear anything about it. A big press push or anything like that. That's why it was such a surprise when I heard everyone saying it was such a good game. Word. Um, but just like you were saying how, how you felt bulky and stuff in Killzone. Yeah. Well, in Wolfenstein, it's the complete opposite. Like you're running like a madman and you're ducking behind stuff and you're really down, but then you could hold on to, you know, a left trigger and then push up on your, uh, your pad and you could like peek your head over things or peek under things or you know oh, peek, that's peek cool. through to the side so you know that there, there there's a lot of motion with the character so you don't feel just stuck like right in one spot just turning your head uh and then it's crazy like you can carry i mean Bobby and Justin covered a lot of it last week but mm-hmm. you can use two of any weapon so if you want yeah. two sniper rifles I like okay that. So yeah, it gets it gets very very crazy. Mm-hmm. So I spent the whole first part of the game before you even go into a coma, 
um, <laughs> getting as many of the perks open as I could before, mm-hmm. you know, before proceeding on because the rest of the perks I needed. Okay. Different weapons and stuff. It's it's fun. I highly, highly suggest that you play the game, Steve, because you will love it. Yeah, I love the idea of, um, like in, in Killzone, you can get the helicopter gun or whatever it is, and it's a lot of fun, and it shreds and the whole bit, but the idea of having two of those is just better. Uh-huh. So, um, and if you want to play stealthy... Sure, you can. That's cool. I'm gonna uh, have to check that out. I don't know yeah. that I wanna that I wanna grab it for sixty bucks. Ah, uh, well, I'm I'm sure Justin or Bobby. You could did anybody it. get like a physical copy? I believe Justin did. Ah, uh, good old Justin. Mm-hmm. You hear this, buddy? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be <laughs> borrowing your stuff. Okay. Did oh, you already said okay. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. You're the best. No problem. Disney World or Land. <laughs> I don't know which one you're in. Whatever. Screw you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so, yeah, that, that that's pretty much, I mean, a lot of Final Fantasy also. But mm. I got to see uh, that at some point. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You could stop I'll, 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 yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna come over and hang out. Um, I played some more Rayman Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to show it to, to Bronwyn, and that game is just gorgeous. I, I love it. It's so much fun. It's so beautiful. And I, I never... I never tire of just screwing around with it and and trying to get all the little teensies and stuff like that. So super fun. I played a little bit of Child of Light uh, again just to kind of show off the system. And I played Towerfall uh, as well for a couple Ooh. minutes. Yeah, dude. I uh, I'll eventually be going back to that game. I needed to take a. I need to step away. I, I demolished a, a grand portion. I think I'm only like maybe three or four trophies away from uh, getting the. I don't even know if it has a platinum, but if there was one. Bet your ass I would have it. Uh, so. Fun, 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 fun. Yeah, Child of Light is, it, you know, continues to be great and whatnot. And uh, I don't know. I probably played some other shit. Oh, um, well, I played Mario Kart. You played, like, you played a circuit. You played a... a... Yeah, yeah, I, I, just to fool around and see the controls and mm. checked out the battle mode with you. I think we'll save, like, the bulky... Mario Kart for for all the people that that are not here that have played it. Yeah, because Justin's gonna wanna get yeah, Jackie's gonna that. wanna get in on that. Maybe even Bobby will wanna you know uh, come in and and give his thoughts too. Um, there were no doubts that the game was gonna be good. Oh, it's very good. And obviously, we were no matter what we were gonna be pissed about the battle mode. Yeah. So I think it's I honestly. I th- some whoever decided that that's that's what was gonna go down really fucked up. Uh, for me, for no, for me too. Yeah, because yeah, people could sit there and say, "Well, come on, the game's about racing. Who cares about the battle mode?" No, I had some of the greatest moments ever with oh, with the battle modes on Game Boy Advance and Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I could go back and play those anytime and have have so much fun. And if they would have just ported over the stupid Super Nintendo stages mm. and it would have been great. Here's what I think happened. Okay, and this is just speculation. This is just me on an airplane with nothing to do but think about this crap. Uh-huh. So my feeling is that the Wii, the Wii U is obviously, it's hurting right now. They don't have another big title coming out until November. It's June it's the beginning of June. November is, I think, Smash Brothers. Everything else is is third party, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, 
so rather than delay Mario Kart, uh, I don't know if it was delayed. At was it delayed before it came out, or was it always they just didn't announce a date? No, it wasn't delayed. Okay, but rather than push it back and rather than release it later in the year, uh, they just wanted to get it out the door. So what can we do to put Mario Kart and sell some sell some systems and get you know some people through the door? And they're like, well, we could you know just take the tracks and make the regular tracks for uh, battle mode. Yeah, let's do that. And and that was that. I don't know. Well, that's stupid. And they, they're stupid. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm just speculating. I because I, I do love the game. I, I wanna I've been through uh I did the entire all of the races in the fifty CC uh mode and I'm moving on to a hundred probably later on tonight. And the game it's this it's hands down the best looking game on the Wii U that I've seen so far. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. I I love the characters. I lo- except for the Koopa kids. I don't know why are they still around. Oh, come on. Koopa kids are great. Oh, they no they're not. Yes, they Lud- are. Who, dude, who wants to hang out with Ludwig? Do you? Mm, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They they get to use their their dad's ships and stuff, so yeah. It would be kind of cool to ride on a pirate ship. Yeah. I love um so the 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 two characters that I first to go through all of 50cc I was shy guy with the like the super super shy guy ninja bike thing some uh black wheels and I like the um like the triangle shaped glider the traditional glider yeah the traditional glider uh-huh. I tried some of the other ones I tried the umbrella I tried the the poofy cloud thing the clouds are kind of cool but um a lot of them are just in the way yeah. When I, when I'm trying to to do that stuff, so I found that the the little parachute triangle thing uh, really worked out. Um, who do you play as when you're uh, Wario? Always, uh, ever since the N64 version. What yeah. is it about Wario that you like so much? I don't know. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I, I, it's definitely not the laugh because that certainly is annoying as hell. I like Shy Guy because I feel like he's kind of the the man on the outside, uh-huh. and he's kind of got a sorted past. So past why? There's tons of them. It's not just one Shy Guy. I know, but I I don't want to get this wrong because if I get this wrong, it's gonna it's gonna come off as really horrible. There, maybe I'll look it up and we'll talk about it next week when we talk about more Mario Kart with everybody. But there's a there's a backstory to the creation of Shy Guy and what he represents or where his his look came from. Okay. And I just I like the idea that there's some kind of like weird secret thing going on about Shy Guy and that he might be tied to the Nazi party. What? I know. I, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't want to I don't want people to start writing into the podcast and be like, Rah! "No." Wow, that was out of left field. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> okay, he's okay, a, okay. He's an interesting guy. I, want, uh, I I don't I don't I don't approve if he was a part of the Nazi party, but I certainly do think he's interesting. So <laughs> he's certainly a lot more interesting than Ludwig Koopa. Okay, yeah. Better write me a song, then I'll uh, then I'll maybe I'll think about it. Uh huh. Think about it. Oh boy. But anyway, it's gorgeous. I like it a lot. Super pissed about battle mode being so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have yet to play it with friends. So really enjoying it solo. Well, that's because you took all your friends and went out partying. I don't have any friends. Yeah. Oh, come on. Where were you the other night? <laughs> Last night? Yeah. I was having, 
On it, no. I, all right, so we're going to segue into that now, are we? Well, you just said you had no friends, but you were just... No, I know. We were supposed to... You know what? No, this is the perfect time to talk about it because we were just about to break into our main topic. Mm. But before we do, I am going to tell our listeners, uh, last night, yesterday, day, actually, was, you can mark it on your calendars, if you please, one of the single greatest days of my entire life. And why is that? It's thank you, Rob. Thank you so much for asking. Uh-huh. Um, I have been waiting seventeen years uh, to see a band. I have a bucket list of bands that I would love to see before I die. One of them I will never see because I don't think it's ever going to happen. Is Talking Heads? I would absolutely love to see the Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might go see Devo later this month, so that would be kind of cool. But. Um, a top and, and hum is on that list as well. But number one all time for the longest time has been uh, this 90s band called Failure. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for some kind of reunion, something to come up. And uh, just this past year, there was, you know, whispers that they were coming back. So, yeah, me and my friends, we were all just waiting for the good word because I, I was not going to get my my hopes up and then have them dashed or whatever so it got announced that they were getting back together they're writing new music they're making a new album they're going out on tour they just finished up a couple of shows with tool and Pussifer and a perfect circle they played it like maynard's 50th birthday party thing um but now they're doing a tour mm-hmm. and last night they played at one of my favorite venues in the city the um williamsburg music hall yeah that's it uh, Brooklyn, New York, and my God. It was good. My God. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of music. Music is kind of outside of comics and games. Music is my thing. I do not go a day without listening to music. I don't go a day without trying to find new music. Um, it just it fuels everything I do. It's very important to me. Uh, so this band, Failure, this goes all the way back um, from when my dad was still around, I would go and visit him in Pennsylvania. I still lived in New York and I went to, he would bring me to this used CD store and uh-huh. I found this album by failure called Fantastic Planet and they had those little uh kiosks that you can listen to stuff before you buy it. Ugh, I can never <laughs> putting those nasty headphones on. <laughs> well, this was worth it. Okay. I I popped it in and just right from the get-go, I I fell in love with them. I thought they were amazing. Um so I lost the CD of course, and back in the day when you can only buy CDs, if you scratch them, you're screwed. If you lose them, you're screwed. Um, you had to get another one. So every time that I would visit my dad in Pennsylvania, he would bring me back to this used CD store. And I lost the CD a total of three times. And all three times that I lost it, I would go back to the same used CD store, and it was always there. Oh, that's weird. It is. It uh, was always there. It was always a crisp, so may- clean copy. Maybe they sent people out to steal it from you, maybe. to put it back in the store. Maybe. So you could buy it again. Maybe. Okay. They did get me to buy like a, a Tool uh, saliva box set one time, so that was probably their whole their whole deal the mm. whole time. Um, so anyway... So this is an extraordinary uh, nostalgic band for me. My dad and I used to listen to them in the car at full blast the whole bit. So uh, I got to see them last night. Uh, and do they have any recognizable songs? Because I, they, you might have heard uh, they had a, a song called "Stuck on You" that came out around like maybe '96. Okay, that was relatively popular. Um, I didn't know them when they had anything out at all. Like uh-huh. I was unaware of them until they were done. 
like I was falling in love with a band that no longer existed. Okay. Um, so they played last night, and like I said, I've been to a lot of shows. I've been going to see live music since I was God knows how old. Um, this is the second best show that I've ever seen in my entire life. My whole concert music going life, this was the second best show that I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yes. See, I don't know. I fell out of the concert scene of a while ago just because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of large crowds anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was this was really great because we got there early. I never get early early for shows, but we got there early. And we got balcony, front front balcony. We were the first people up, and we had two tables that we pulled together and uh-huh. sat dead center. I had my Zoom recorder, so I recorded the whole thing on audio. Sounds amazing. That thing is, is was so worth the, the money that, that I uh, paid for it. And... You would you would think that like they personally came up to me and uh, asked me to make a set list for them because uh-huh. they played every damn thing that I wanted to hear, like everything in order. So just disgustingly accurate, tailored to like you know my hopes and dreams and whatnot. And uh, I got weepy during uh-huh. one of the songs, and I I've only I've only shed tears at one other show, and that was actually at a Roseland Mars Volta show. Uh-huh. That was the only other show in my whole life to to actually get to me. And I just started last night. I was like, I was so fucking happy that I was there. And I was there with such good people. I was there. My friend Matt came out from Connecticut. I haven't seen him in over two years. Uh, my best friend Brendan, his girlfriend Heather, my other, you know, amazing friend Chris and his sister Melanie. And just we, we've built the foundations of our friendship on this band and on like tools music and just music in general that this was something that we all needed to do together. And it was beautiful. Uh-huh. And I just like at the end of the night, I just wanted like I love all of you for being here and for for witnessing this and seeing this together and just taking it all in. And I just I felt every damn bass line, every kick of the drums, every squeal of the guitar. It was I couldn't even talk for more than half the show because I was in stunned silence. Uh-huh. I mean, I could definitely say that the concerts I've been to, I've. I've had the same kind of feelings, but that that's usually because I was on on some kind of drugs and <laughs> you know dan- well, dancing to hippie music and yeah. you know Grateful Dead stuff and Fish and yeah, man. So I I understand the power of music, yes. Uh, but like I said, just the crowd thing, I can't I can't deal with. I hear you. I hear you. If I didn't have the music, I wouldn't be there because the music kind of anchors me uh-huh. a little bit. Um, and knowing that I'm, I'm within good company uh, always helps. Good. So, but um, yeah, seriously, the entire day visiting with Matt, hanging out with him, the drive back from the city was awesome. Um, I used to be a singer for a band and Matt was also a singer for a band and we happened to harmonize very well. So we were just, you know, wailing the whole, the whole way home. He was drunk, so it was extra funny. And uh it was just, it was fantastic. I haven't, I haven't been able to do that with him in ages. And our voices, the two of us, kind of have like a Lane Staley and uh, what's his face, Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chains vibe thing going on. Uh-huh. Um, I usually take the the deeper parts or whatever. <laughs> and uh, no, it was nice. It was nice. So a little, a little bit. Uh, sorry to derail you guys, but um, you know, you want to get to know us and your hosts and stuff. That was something that was going on in my life that I'd like to. Share with all of you. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And you know what else? 
No, that's not. A, that's a terrible segue. <laughs> let's, <laughs> just, <laughs> let's just get right into the main event. Uh-huh. So, uh, I said, Rob, I'm like, everybody ditched us. We want to talk about this week. I said, how about we talk about old ass arcades and arcade cabinets that we loved? Um, this might be an ongoing thing on the show possibly we'll talk uh, about it with other people yeah because i'm telling you i could i could go on for hours about right. games i used to play well we'll see okay. how many of these we get through um so you guys know neither one of us have any idea what is written down on each other's list so every game that's mentioned will be a complete surprise to everyone listening including rob and myself so should we just get the the obvious stuff out of the way because when for me no, just let just you, you know what you bring up a game, and we'll do it one for one. Or why you want you want to get rid of what like the the Simpsons? No, 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 no. I'm I'm just saying because when I was a kid, arcade games were just starting to to come out. So okay. you know, like Pac Man and Galaga. Defender and Galga and Galaxian and Donkey Kong Three. The one with the the spray can. Uh huh. Well, oh. that that was a little bit a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But so all of those like early retro y type ones. Star Wars was was starting to hit the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Like um, asteroids, Joust. Oh, I love Joust. Uh huh. Joust so, is so good. Just because of that that stuff is, you know, I used to get dropped off at a little arcade when my mom would do food shopping. So mm-hmm. that was where the, the basis of my my arcade love came from. Mm. But if you want to just start naming games, then... Well, I have a game. I'm gonna. I, I, some of these games have stories, and okay. some of these games have places and stuff like that. So I think we should just start rattling things off, going one for one, and see what happens. Sure. If okay. we have to switch up the format of it for future installments or even later in the show we'll we'll adjust accordingly uh do you remember a game called crystal castles oh of course with the little bear and the little mazes yeah because i had that on the atari okay um one of the arcade styles that i absolutely love are those tabletop arcades where you can actually sit in the stool sit in the stool put a drink down on top of it yep Uh uh-huh so um you know back in the day when I'm going to feel so old by the time we wrap this up. Uh, my family would travel a lot. We would go on a lot of vacations. My sister uh, was a national baton champion. So we traveled all over the United States from hotel to hotel, school to school, college to college uh, with her nationals and performing and stuff like that and being on teams and such. Um, so we would often go out to eat a lot as a family and every now and again I would have to go to a place that I really just don't want to go. I don't eat seafood at all unless it's it has to be cooked like exactly the way that I'm comfortable with or I won't even I won't even sit at the table. <laughs> so so see that that's so weird. I mean I know a lot of but my brothers like that too, but I couldn't live without seafood. I love it. <sighs> There's some things I like. Mako shark, mm-hmm. make barbecued Mako shark is good. Uh, scallops mm-hmm. or tasty scallops wrapped in bacon are even better. See, that's so weird because usually those are those are the things that f- f- 
people that don't like fish. They no. just jump right away from. No, I like that stuff. Nah. Anyway, um, so we went to go and eat at the Red Lobster. Ooh. And I said, damn it. I want to eat at the Red Lobster. I'm going to eat a biscuit. <laughs> nice cheddar biscuit. So my family said, listen, this this Red Lobster has video games. And I said, oh. So they said, if we go and eat, you can hang out in the front and we'll you will give you money to play some games and uh and then we will take you somewhere else afterward. So I said fine. And this happened quite a bit. So my dad would would purposefully he would call ahead to restaurants and find out if they had any games. So first time that I sat down and played Crystal Castles, um I had like a stack of quarters and my family's eating uh red lobster in the dining area and I'm like in the front uh foyer people coming in, you know, how many, you know, how many? Four? Oh, this way, please. And I'm sitting there playing Crystal Castles on the tabletop with my Shirley Temple drink sitting on top. <laughs> That's classic. Oh, it was awesome. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, give me a game. Okay. Uh, do you remember the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dune? Yes. When you, you know, run around with a whip and swing across yep. the chasms and you would have to save all the little kids? Yes, <laughs> So, yeah, you would run up to the gate and uh, the little kids would pop out. Yes. <laughs> Didn't um, uh, the snakes came out of like little wicker baskets yep, and stuff? Yep. You would knock over the baskets. Oh, my God. And you had to run into the caves. And if you fell, if you didn't climb the ladder correctly, you fell and you were dead. Yes. That was the worst part. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Wasted so many quarters on that. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> That was wow. You know what? I t- I totally just had a flashback. Um, this, uh-huh. this was in a in a, a big arcade again while I'm, I'm on vacation. A lot of these stories are going to be when I'm vacationing with my family. Um, Do you ever play the the Looney Tunes Roadrunner game? Oh hell yeah! You did? Yeah, that's where Coyote would follow you, yeah, and yeah. you would have to run and eat like pick up the pellets almost. No, you couldn't pick them up because it. Well, would no, s- you would eat the you would peck at the little dust. Are you sure? Yes, 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 yes. Because I could it was sw- like little plates. Yeah, but I thought the the little plates with the piles of seed that if you stop to eat it, no, because you would have to peck as fast as you can oh, and then get away, right. and that's how you like gained more time or yeah, whatever it yeah, was. yeah. Okay, there was a fire alarm that went off in the middle of my playing that game at this weird, weird ass arcade. This place was gigantic. It was huge, uh-huh. but it was so strange. It was I, I can't even I can't even describe it. It was very like avant garde, uh, multiple multiple levels and uh, yeah. But I remember I remember one of the one of the games that was in there was that Roadrunner game. Do do you know who put that out? The Data uh, East. It might have been Data East or Midway. Hmm. Yeah, offhand, no, but. I can't even remember if it was any good or not. I just remember playing it. Probably not. Probably that that not. that's the thing is a lot of these are pure memories and you know if you went back and played the games yeah um i remember because uh, like you said with your sister traveling a lot mm-hmm. uh my older brother used to play travel soccer so i had to go all over the country oh, okay. and and he's he's almost nine years older than me so okay i, I would be quite bored 
uh, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, you can don't have to tell me that. My sister was only four <clears throat> years older than me, but sitting through that twirling music all the time. <laughs> so all of the, the quote-unquote home travel games uh, they used to play over here at CW Post, mm-hmm. and we used to, like all the, the family families that had other kids, you know, we all used to hang out on the sidelines. So we used to sneak into the cafeteria there, and... <laughs> This was probably 83, 84, but when uh, Gauntlet first came out. Oh, yes. And that was the only machine that they had in their cafeteria. Man. And that was such a quarter eater. It was not even funny. Didn't Gauntlet have like a strange controller set up to it? Why do I feel like one of the things you had to work with was a dial? No, no. No? No dial. Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Uh, probably, but no. Was it really just stick, sticks and buttons? Yeah, stick and one button. Hmm, Shoot. I wonder what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, two buttons, sorry. But that had, you know, obviously the, the four controllers. Yeah, yeah. So everyone would, ju- would just run around and you would get pissed if someone, you know, touched you with the curse and you trying to punch visualize. them and... I feel like the the cabinet of it was like a like a sunset red orange color, and the four the four controllers were marked off with the characters that they represented. So, they had pictures of the characters, right. but you could pick any one. You didn't okay. have to go to a certain controller. To oh, so it wasn't like the X Men arcade. No, 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 no. Okay, no, nothing like that at all. But mm. man, that X Men arcade game. <laughs> yeah, let's the, talk about the, that. The big one though. Yeah, not the watered down version. How many players was that? Six or eight? Six. Yeah. Six with like three three screens. Wow. Damn. Damn, that game was so good. See, the first time I played that, where was that? That was in the Smith & Mall over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. I think that was, was it Time Out was the name of that arcade? Yes. Okay. Yes, Holy cow. <laughs> but who would you be in that game? I was usually either Nightcrawler or Wolverine. Yeah, no, same thing. Um, Nightcrawler has that that wicked, you know, teleport that just shreds the whole screen, uh-huh. and Wolverine had that giant super slash uh-huh. that reached all the way across. If you can get the enemies to like in a good line, uh-huh. you can just mow them down. Always pissed me off when arcade machines did this, though, is that when you would use the super move, it would like take out some of your health. Oh, I hate or- that. Yeah, because that was just an obvious way for them to get more of your money. Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage did it. Uh, Like I said, Gauntlet, you know, you would get, if you would get touched with an enemy or something like that, Mm -hmm. like the timer would go down much faster. Yes, yes, Uh, I remember that. Yeah, so so it was obvious, an obvious ploy to to get you to spend more money. Bogus. Killed me. Killed me, killed me. Um... So then there was, this is an old one, but do you remember uh, Moon Patrol? Yes, I remember Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol just... (laughs) I had Moon Patrol on, I want to say the Atari, Uh the Atari 2600, Uh Um, but I have played the arcade as well. It used to be, um, there was a roller rink. Uh, We live, Rob and I both live uh, in Long Island, New York. And where the Atias flea market is now, yeah. there used to be a roller rink yep. that was there. And a lot of the games that I'll be, that I'll be talking about throughout this conversation were played there. And okay. they had Moon Patrol. 
Moon Patrol is great. Moon Patrol is awesome. You just like gl- driving along. You have to jump over the little craters, the, shoot stuff. Single craters, double craters, big rocks, little rocks. Oh, it was so hard though. Uh huh. It was so hard. If you if you sped up even just a little bit and you misjudged that, stuff, you were screwed. Yeah, yeah. Your back tire would always <laughs> land in the wrong position. And- <sighs> I I loved how no matter what happened, even if you just you know, your back tire went into one of the craters. You exploded. Oh, yeah. It was the only, Massive. <laughs> yeah, the only death animation. It's like, you crushed a bug. Uh, oh, man. Um, and then, obviously, Spy Hunter. Yes. Spy Hunter, t- like, to this day, I could still hum hum that music. Oh, man. Yeah, Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter was a beast. I loved Spy Hunter, and I love. Remember Road Blasters? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that Road Blasters was much much better. That red car with the uh, like the the dual um, kind of like the flight stick uh-huh. that you had, and not with even the red flight, buttons on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the red buttons on top. That game. That game was. See, that game was a little strange because the way that it that it controlled was like we were talking about watchdogs earlier and the whole thing with like the wide turns that game was all about just shifting the car on its axis and the you know shooting the little missiles and stuff like that but it was so much fun um you know what else was awesome the uh the afterburner the arcade version of afterburner uh, the one where like you was hitting the seat moved and yeah, stuff holy yeah. cow like the really big one uh-huh that See, I wasn't a big flight person back then. Mm-hmm. Like driving stuff, I could kind of take some of the driving stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll get to the one big driving game later. Uh, but flight stuff, I I don't know. Probably just because, uh, like at that point, like the Top Gun game for the NES always pissed me off. So I I don't know. Afterburner never really was my thing, but I mm-hmm. played it just to sit in the moving seat nice (laughs) oh man what else you got um holy cow let's see i would play tons of uh king of monsters yes yes and the kaiju game i love that game that was a neo geo title it was yeah okay so they they this see this is this is getting to me now. <laughs> Who would you be on that though? Hmm. There was a, it was like a, a mecha, uh, like a mecha lizard. Yep. I'm gonna hold on. You you talk about it for a second. I'm gonna look up the things and let you know. Okay. King of monsters. Well, there was like a big beetle dude. There was a big like King Kong type guy. Right. Um, I always played as as the big lizard though. Uh, but yeah, you used to just throw people across like a whole city and just, you know, kick them through big buildings. Oh, and... the game was so much fun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they had the uh, the moth dude, kind of like the Mothra of the game, the Godzilla of the game. They had this big Captain America looking dude. Oh, he was, yeah, because he, he was almost like Ultraman, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. There actually there weren't there weren't too many. I think there was only five or six. There right? was four. Four. God help me. There's a, then there was the rock dude too. Yeah. Huh. So it was the guy made of stone. Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's six. Okay. So the one I'm looking at that right now. There's a almost looks like an aardvark yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I was saying beetle, but yeah, the giant monkey dude. Uh, no, there is actually a beetle one. Uh, and then there's the sludge monster. 
like a like a slimy uh-huh. chud like dude. <laughs> chud. But some of the some of the bosses they had in this game were fantastic. It came out for the Super Nintendo as well. Hmm. Mm. I might have to. I might have to get my hands on that. Because I would always get that mixed up. Like when I was a kid, I would always get it mixed up with. Uh, I think it was Rampart. Was that the Rampage? Well, Rampage. Rampage was the one. With Rampage. The wolf, okay, the that was the wolf. The yes. And the... So that's where you would just climb up the tower and yeah. like, you know, try and punch it so it would fall down. Eat the people. Eat the people for yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That when game, I was a kid, I would always get those mixed up. That game is amazing for about maybe a half hour. Yeah, you can't a half hour with another person. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing it alone again, mm-hmm. the, they just send plane after plane just shooting you. You have no control and then you would just die yeah. and turn back into a human. I think I might actually still have my <laughs> copy for the PlayStation. That was actually the best part when you would die, turn back into a human if you were playing with another person, they could yep. pick you up and eat you. Yeah, no clothes on. <laughs> yeah. The women yeah, the women would, were, like, like cover- sidestep. Yeah, yep. women were covering their boobs and stuff. Oh man. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, now, were you ever into, like, any sports games? or? I was... Uh, this this wasn't a... I, we're talking about arcade stuff, but uh, I was heavily... One of my favorite sports games was John Madden Sports Talk Football 2. Oh, God. On the Genesis. Okay. Okay, okay. Back to pass. Like that... <laughs> Encroachment. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I know. See, sports-wise... I, th- um, I I had said it before, but like golf games, oh on, dude, on Golden Tee, Golden Tee is good. I never was a Golden Tee player, mm-hmm. um, like because I would always play console like uh, Tiger Woods golf and Mario golf and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big arcade games, sports wise, like NFL Blitz and NBA Jam, NBA um, Jam, I played. Oh my, oh. He's on fire. We played the hell out of that game because there used to be a uh, a diner near us that was within walking distance. So mm-hmm. when that first came out, um, we would walk up the road and, I mean, whatever money you had would, <laughs> would be gone. Yeah. Because you can enter the... Uh, and again, this was before... You could even figure out what what three letter codes to put into mm-hmm. well letters or the symbols. It was the symbols on the console. Yep. To to get all the secret players and stuff, <laughs> you could play as the Beastie Boys and. Oh my God! I remember Bill that. Clinton. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I remember Bill Clinton. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I thought that was that was always weird. How you heard about these codes elsewhere, but they also worked on the arcade. So uh-huh. it was the same build. I'm assuming. Yeah, it was definitely the same build because I remember when Mortal Kombat first came out, again, like gaming magazines were just becoming a thing. Like EGM had was rarely a year into, uh, barely a year into production at that point. Uh, I was playing Mortal Kombat. We were uh, in Pennsylvania. My brother was going to see a college and in their like rec room, they had Mortal Kombat and... You know, whenever finish finish him would come up, you didn't know they didn't have the moves on yeah on the like where the joysticks were, and there was no internet then, so mm-hmm. we couldn't just go figure out what finishing moves were or what any of the moves were. So people would start leaving like little papers nice on on crib notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
<laughs> so then that's how like all this stuff spread. Like you would watch someone else play and they would be like, oh, well, this is how you do this. Right. So you would either write it down or remember it. And, yeah, man. Huh. That guy that you go, he kicks your ass and ends up, you know, taking off the hood and, and uh-huh. toasting you. And you, how'd you do that? I'd be like, listen here, little man. I'm not you got to gonna... hold down the block button, <laughs> press up twice, and then high punch. P- put another quarter up and, and I'll teach you. Yeah. Put your quarters up, little man. <laughs> forward, down, forward, high punch. Watch what happens. Pick sub zero. I'll uh, teach you. I was always afraid if someone else was playing to like go put a quarter up there. and Or no. you would have the machines where sometimes you would put the quarter up and it would slip like behind yeah. the f- screen. Oh, my God. I hated that. And you're sitting there you with your, with your thumbnail uh-huh. trying to get it up. It's like one, one little you know ellipse of the fucking quarter. <laughs> then it would always fall through. Yeah. Uh, You'd go to get something to dig it out. Somebody already took your spot. Uh huh. Motherfucker, I was next. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, all right. So, I got one for you. I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if you remember this game. Do you remember? And I'll give you I'll give you a hint. It was at that roller rink. Okay. Okay. It was near the DJ booth, underneath in that corner. Time fighters. Time Fighters. Do you remember Time, time Fighters? Fight- time time fighters, fighters was basically Mortal Kombat before Mortal Kombat. It was a um, 2D fighting game. Okay. Um, Street Fighter style, but like com- completely watered down Street Fighter style. But uh-huh. the hook of it was, was that every character that you were had some form of a weapon. Okay. There was a guy who had a chainsaw for an arm. There was a, a barbarian dude that had a giant battle axe. So as you're fighting, you can like lop off, you could sever limbs. See that? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Now I got you. Remember? Because like you said, when chopping off a limb part, that was one of the first games where, well, 2D fighting games where, yeah, you would cut off. Yeah, you can cut it. Like at the end, you could cut off their head. And it was more or less, it was fatalities before there were fatalities. Uh-huh. It had, like, the same shitty graphics as, like, Pit Fighter. Do you mm. remember Pit Fighter? I was actually going to bring up Pit Fighter. Uh-huh. Pit, no, it didn't have the same shitty graphics as, as Pit Fighter because Pit Fighter um, was, um, that was more realistic. That was, like, actually, like, mo-capped uh-huh. to, to a degree. Um, no, Time Fighters was um, totally, like, cartoony, you know, just, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh-huh. No, no, I got you. Um, Christ, what was that other game? That's a console game. You remember Eternal Champions? Yes, Eternal Champions. Eternal. And I don't remember it from from the arcade. I remember it on the Genesis because... Eternal Champions is my business. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's another game where like, the move list was so huge everyone had so many moves they um, really did i would play as was there a guy like in a trench coat i think am i hold on a minute i think i might be thinking of the wrong game which is the one with rasputin in it because eternal champions was on the genesis yes okay no then then it's not then it's not eternal champions that i'm thinking of what? Oh, World Heroes. World, yeah. Yes. That was okay, it. Okay, that was another Neo Geo one. Yes. Okay, so yes, World Heroes. That it, the only reason it pissed me off is because back then, um, 
I, I yeah, dude, liked, I got it right. I got it right here. There's Rasputin. There's uh, like some guy that kind of looks like uh, Scott Weiland later in the later <laughs> years of, uh-huh. uh, of Stone Temple Pilots. You got the football, the demonic football player, uh, the punk with the knives with the huge mohawk, the the tiki god man, um, the Ken and Ryu kind of fire and ice ripoffs. That game was was hardcore. There's even uh, a guy that looks like a little bit like Thanos in those. <laughs> uh, there was the female pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, this game this game was awesome. I man, ah, oh, I, I, I pumped so many. There's a dude that looks like Hulk Hogan, and a guy that looks like a Mega Man villain. How could you not want to play this game? And a and of course, every great fighting game has a Bruce Lee ripoff. Oh yeah, come on, shit. Fei Long. Fei Long. <laughs> Who's the guy from... Uh, I should, God, I should know this. I feel so... I should smack myself. Who's the guy uh, from Dead or Alive? Oh, so you're a Dead or Alive person. I, I know. Was, I was Jan Lee. Into, okay. Jan Lee. I am so glad I remembered that. See, I, I was never a big Man. Dead or Alive. Oh, Dead or Alive 4 is in my top three favorite fighting games. Uh-huh. I, I, will, I will bring it. Anybody, anybody, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I will gladly lose, but I will also gladly beat you into the ground. Uh-huh. So, that'll um, be- so a lot of the old, like, light gun type games, mm-hmm. you remember, like, what was the Aerosmith one? Revolution. Revolution X. That we, was it. When I worked for Acclaim, <laughs> uh-huh. we had one of those no. in the break era. Yes, we did. We that had, was great. We had that. Revolution um, X. There was a Carnival. Carnival. Do you Car- remember that one? Carnival, yeah. That one was... Um, my favorite... And then House of the Dead 2. Yeah. My Ooh. favorite one was uh, Point Blank. Uh, point Blank. Because that was one of the first ones that was ported. That was on the regular right. PlayStation. Well, that was more of like a gallery-style type shooter where you're shooting you're uh-huh. shooting targets and specific colored items. Well, they had Point Blank and then they had the... the Police simulator, whatever that one was called. Oh, where uh, you would just basically go no, in. That's Virtual Cop. No, 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 no. It was it was called like police. Police, police nine one one. No, 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 no. The, mm. All you did was shoot little targets. So it was kind of like a point blank. They still have that at the Rocky Point laundromat. I'm, they still have point blank. No, they still have whatever you're talking about. That that police game. I don't know okay. the name of it, but they totally have it. Uh. Um, so, Point Blank, though, go ahead and explain that, because... Point Blank was um, highly, highly cartoony graphics. Um, I think it was put out by... I'm gonna that say, was Namco. It was Namco. Yeah. I was going to say Data East again. They're, like, my go-to. <laughs> um, it was, you know, shoot the target, not the, you know, screaming walrus or whatever the hell it was that, you know, was, was popping up instead of where you're actually... But... For for as long as you were doing it or or you were shooting, things would get faster the more the round would go on. Uh-huh, yeah. So eventually you're just super frantic trying to reload, trying to, you know, pop off another couple of bullets. And um, it was just, it was, there were so many stages and every one of them had some kind of a wacky premise to it. They have several games. There was one on the DS years ago. Um, they eventually started to lose a lot of their creativity, but some of the earlier arcade ones with the the blue and pink guns, yes, 
um, were awesome. Oh, no, they did not. I'm sorry. They did not. Those were the ones on um, the game that we just mentioned, but Lethal Enforcers was the the blue and the pink guns. Um, one of the coolest things, and now I'm remembering it exactly, that Point Blank had, was they had orange guns that when you shot them, the top of the gun like where you would pull it back to, uh-huh. to reload it, the not the clip, but the... Oh, it would like recoil. It would kind yeah. of push the gun yeah, back. Yeah, it would recoil. Bit. So every time that you shot the gun, you'd have a little bit of recoil at the top, so it would give you the impression of actually shooting something off out of the gun. Uh-huh. Um, and because everything when you shot kind of like popped and exploded, it was just, it was all very synchronous, and, and you just felt like you were, you know, letting off firecrackers in your hands to blow up these targets. That's great. Oh, super cool. <laughs> so good. Uh, so, <laughs> what was the name of the the where you would drive the big truck, the eighteen wheeler? Oh my god, I never played it. <laughs> you didn't play eighteen wheeler. No, I wheeler? never played eighteen wheeler. Oh, I mean that was just such such a waste because again they would make stages for you to fail, hmm. so you would just be driving along the time, and I like I like I said, if you have a timer. And you're counting down by seconds. At least count down by real seconds. Don't sit there and go like ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. You know yeah. that that ugh, <laughs> kills me. <laughs> um, how about this little? Uh, all right, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'll just save that one. Gunsmoke. Oh man, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke was there's there's a bar. Um, out in in the Rocky Point area uh, where I live. Uh-huh. That uh, my dad ended up uh when he was younger he he did uh, the lighting for it he's friends with the owners and so on and so forth so i used to spend a lot of time hanging out there uh with my dad and they had pinbot the the pinball machine oh the one with the chick with the boobs yep yeah yeah <laughs> they had that and they had uh root beer tapper yes which was well it should just be tapper but yeah. yes root beer tapper yeah that game i i love and they, it, it was the actual tap uh-huh. that you had to pull it down. You know, it wasn't just a button. You actually had to pull a tap down to do it. It's the only way it should be played. Yep. It was, you know, joystick on the left and a, a little, you know, tapper hose thing that you had to you had to yank down to to get the, the beer or the, or the uh, root beer to go in. And, oh, my God, that game got so frantic after just a couple of rounds. So crazy. Be, so pissed. Like, but who... Drinks their drink and throws the friggin' glass back at you. <laughs> it's like, chill, just leave it, I'll get it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. Going and running for the tips yes. afterwards, or the entire basketball team shows up, uh-huh. and they're like, well, we won the game! <laughs> Give me some beer! Oh, uh-huh. God. Um, but yeah, man, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke was... was uh, it was like... A cowboy version of that game Commando for the NES. Yes. Remember Very that? much so. That game was fun. Okay. So I know a lot of people, we have people tweet us like their favorite games. Yeah, right? I actually want to read some of those out. Read some of those because I'll end up, how long have we been going for? We're actually, we're at an hour and 15. So we're getting, we're getting close. Okay. Because my last one. I'll leave off with my last one right now then. Okay, go Like for I it. said, I could talk forever about Yeah, no, games. we got, we got, we should do this again. The most addicted I have ever gotten to an arcade game. Um, I used to work in the Smith Haven Mall, and right across from the Smith Haven Mall was uh, Sports Plus. Yes. 
and Sports Plus. I have lots of Sports Plus stories. Was, I mean, yeah, like I said, I can go on for hours. Mm -hmm. Sports Plus, really, really big arcade. And it's when Crazy Taxi first came out. I was just about to ask you about Crazy Taxi. I used to go there, and I don't know what it was about the game that, that got me so into it, but I became to almost like like I I knew every single aspect of the game. So I would see a person, I would be like, okay, I know where they want to go, I know where they want to go. And the the routes would always be the same, and the traffic patterns always used to be the same. Mm-hmm. So I used to be able to manipulate the game and last a long time because it was a dollar to play. Yeah, And usually those kind of games dollar you put it in and you might last four or five minutes i used to sit down and be able to play one dollar for about an hour and ten minutes and there would be people waiting to play like behind me and they would be fucking pissed (laughs) pissed because they they probably thought i kept on putting money in but uh yeah that that was the only arcade game that that I had the whole top ten was was my initials. <laughs> <laughs> Who was uh, what were your initials when you would, when you would play games? Oh, I just put RTN. I put my actual. Oh, uh, you weren't you were an ass. No, no, nothing stupid. Uh, the, stupid the stupid ones. Poo yeah. was great. <laughs> <laughs> Poo pot was another one of mine. Uh huh. Um, some assholes put KKK uh-huh. every uh-huh. now and again. <laughs> so okay, so you know what? I'll I'll leave off with one, and then I'll we'll save. We'll save some. We'll get every. We'll get Jackie and and Justin in on this. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Here's some of theirs. Yeah, because there's obvious ones that, you know, a lot of the newer ones that mm-hmm. that people are gonna probably tweet and be like, oh, how could you miss this? And yeah. it's not that we miss stuff. It's that yeah, you can't talk about yeah everything. Yeah, we've got we've got lists. So uh, you know, and let us know if you want to hear us talk about some more arcade games and you kind of like this, you know. Going down the old memory, memory lane, uh, you know. Let us know we should do it again. And you guys keep writing in and keep letting us know some of your games. We'll get to those in a second. I want to talk about a game really quick. Do you remember from Spaceplex, Time Traveler by oh. Sega? Gah. The the here it, it, Time Traveler is a stereographic laser disc full motion video arcade game released in 1991 by Sega and designed by Dragon's Lair creator Rick Dyer. Rick Dyer, you owe me money. Yeah, because that game and the the Madman McCoy or what was the f- name? Mad Dog. Mad Dog McCoy. Yes. Yeah. Which was almost the same thing, but a Western version. Yes. Well, the, the Time Traveler was a Western as well. Yeah, but Time Traveler started off. Mad Dog, uh, Mad Dog took place only hmm. in in the West. Okay, Mad Dog McCree, that's what it was. Mm. But Time Traveler, because Time Traveler was, it was a hologram. Yeah, that's they're two different games. Sorry. Okay, I'll have to I'll have Go to ahead. look up the other one. Uh, no, I just it, it was one of those things, kind of like Dragonware, that if you do the wrong thing if they say to jump down to the right and you you know hit only right and not right and down uh you lose and you lose very quickly and it's all predetermined uh-huh. um so it's you know snap quick movements and and judgments and stuff and are you bringing this mad dog what is this yeah i well i remember that i would uh-huh. need to see some gameplay but i totally remember the image well it was real actors and they would be like oh 
here comes someone, you have to have a duel, and like a real person would walk on screen, and you would have to like shoot at the right time. We're getting into some crazy territory. We're (laughs) we're getting into like night trap. Yeah, yeah, but it was almost along those those levels. What was that game? No, I'm I'm not going (laughs) to. Sewer Shark. (laughs) Remember Sewer Shark? Well, that's what came with the, Who the was Sega in CD. Sewer Shark? It was somebody big was uh, in Sewer Shark. They starred in it. Who was it? That it was um, Luke. Who played Luke? Yes, from Star Wars. Wasn't he in it? I don't uh, think so. Mark Hamill? No. What? I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like it was like Bill Paxton or some shit. Somebody. No, Luke was in Wing Commander. That hey there, it. Sewer Rat. Who the fuck he called? Uh, let's read out some. Uh, let's read. Let's read out some some tweets from people. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Hugh, who is Hugh M Groot or at H underscore P A Z, says TMNT arcade game. Hell yeah, Hugh. Oh, and Final Fight Half and the Star Wars Trench Run arcade game. Yeah, that's where you would sit down and just fly through the the okay. trenches of the Death Star. I had never played that before. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, HSJ3 on Twitter for Harry says, Marvel versus Capcom 2 is my favorite, but X-Men versus Street Fighter and Marvel superheroes brought me into first reading comics. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That is. Uh, Brian Verderosa, the host uh, of the Talking Movies podcast, says, easily Captain America and the Avengers. Fantastic. That is such Fantastic. a game. That Captain America, I would, Hawkeye. I was, I was Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man. And I always forget Vision. the Phantom. No, the Vision? Vision. Okay, the Vision. Um, so Brian Verosa says easily Captain, uh, Captain America and the Avengers. My dad and I spent $20, which is like 1200 today in quarters <laughs> to beat it. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. Uh, let's see. Chris P who is at chimp in a, at chimp in a top hat on Twitter. Very, very cool name, by the way. Love it. Uh, he says Paperboy. Yes. Moonwalker. Oh, yes. Moonwalker in the arcade. See, Moon- I I more played it on the Genesis just because I would never pump. Holy shit. I, all right, I'm going to read that the rest of his list. Are you it. ready for this? Did you see it. this tweet? No. Oh, no, no, okay. No. You're going to love I this. didn't look at... Okay. So, Paperboy, Moonwalker, Simpsons, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Hero Turtles, uh, Mutant Hero Turtles. Yes. Okay. Okay. And well, that's what it was in England. And Mad Dog McCree. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's oh, right here. Oh God, Mad Dog McCree. I'm telling you, you not, could go. You could probably look at all those clips on YouTube. Stupid, crazy old prospector, like <laughs> telling you you just getting into town. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. Wasted uh, so much money. I think you love it. Any of those old. Like you said, Dragon's Lair, because Dragon's Lair was the first dollar mm-hmm. arcade game. And because it, it, you, if you didn't know what to do or, yeah, you know, you would waste a dollar, then learn like the next two or three. Okay, I have to go left. I have to go right. Mm-hmm. Another dollar. Okay, and now I have to tap down. Oh. Yeah, such a um, waste of money. Crazy. So um, 
I don't know if anybody um, for people that like comics, uh, comic writer uh, and creator Rachel Deering is actually a very active collector of um, arcade cabinets. She has a, a quite a nice collection uh, in her home. And I asked her the other day, I said, you know, what are some of your all time favorites? She votes for Ms. Pac-Man, yes. which is in my top three favorite arcade games of all time. I love, 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 love that machine. And uh, Burger Time. Burger Time's so, great, too. So Ms. Pac-Man and Burger Time uh, win it for me, she says. Mm-hmm. And she is at Rachel Deering on Twitter. Uh, definitely check her out and follow her. Uh, she has put together some amazing projects, uh, comic book wise, especially if you like horror stuff, which uh, the world could always use a little bit more of that. Let's see. Uh, Super Bad Larry says any XL screen uh, Street Fighter cabinet with the separate deck for the joystick and buttons. Uh-huh. Emoticon happy face. Very happy face. Wide mouth happy face. <laughs> uh, he also says, I also liked any of the sit-down cockpit style aircraft shooters like the Afterburner or the OG Star Wars Vector Graphics Unit. That That's what he was talking about. Nice. Yes. Uh, and he goes, hey, again, also, who didn't love this one? And he tweeted us a photo of uh, Daytona USA. Oh, yes. So See, Daytona USA, the car was too... Like, the car went fast, but the car was too stiff for me. Like, too long and stiff. I don't know. Mm. It sounds dirty, but... <laughs> It's fine. It's true. We're all mature adults here. Yes. Mm. Right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Justin Townsend, he told us something. and I He said the Spider-Man one came so close to beating it. Which What was that? There was a Spider-Man one kind of like the Captain America oh. game. Yeah. All right. I never, uh, I've never come across it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, well, thank you guys so much for uh, tweeting us with some of your favorite arcade games. Uh, feel free to do so at any time. And uh, as we get deeper into this uh, segment, we'll uh, we'll start we'll we'll read them. So it's your job to remember the ones that we talked about. Yeah, because again, it, I I'm mean, th- those were like memory lane type. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, if I would have had to sit down and make a list of my top ten, that would have been totally different. I yeah. just was talking about, you yeah, know, ones that that I really liked and remembered and set off memories. Right. Yeah. We'll have to. You know. And I got more. I I got more stories. I got, I got funny stuff. I got sentimental stuff. I got you know just flash in the pan games. Um, so many, so many good times. I mean, we didn't even talk about some of the locations. Yeah. Where we played these games. I mean, there's just there's so much yep. to dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we'll be we'll be doing a little bit more of this on the show, and uh, I guess we're gonna get to some pimping and then uh, wrap it up. So uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. If you want to tweet at us, we are at talking underscore games on Twitter. Are we underscore? Yes, we are. I'm sorry. So at talking on, you're gonna look it up. <laughs> I was away for a week. This is what happens. Uh-huh. Uh, so at talking underscore games on Twitter. We hope and uh, guys check out the Talking Comics uh, podcast. That's at Talking Comics on Twitter. You can find us on uh, Facebook.com/slash Talking Comics, 
And uh, please review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes and the various other things that we're available on. And, uh, you know, go to the go to the forums. Go to the Talking Comic Book forums. There is a section just for Talking Games podcast. Uh, let us know show suggestions, questions, things you guys want to hear, comments about the show. Uh, our good friend Hugh posts the, you know, the show notes and whatever every week. Uh, so if you guys want to get in touch with us directly, uh, we look at that every day. And uh, it's a good way to interact with us and so on. Uh, my personal Twitter is at dead underscore anchorus, Mr. Rob. I am at dusk1020, D-U-S-K. And all of you, all of all of the Rob Newmeyers are all under the same. Yeah, yeah, account. I kind of made, made them consolidate, so mm. we, we didn't have too many accounts. Smart. Yeah, works. Smart. It's thinking. Mm-hmm. Good job. That's what I would do. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, uh, yeah. Next week, the crew will reassemble. Jackie, Justin, myself, maybe one of the Robs, maybe none of the Robs. Mm -hmm. Maybe those Robs need a day off. (laughs) I don't know. So, until then, thank you for listening. And we're sorry, but your princess isn't another castle. (laughs) 